0: Not having a plan. I would say that's probably one of the top problems that I see with most business owners if they don't have a plan. And in my opinion, nothing intentional happens without a plan. So until we have that plan of what we need to be working on, we're just busy as business owners.
1: Today, we dive deep into the trenches of
2: entrepreneurial growth with Michael Morrison, a seasoned entrepreneur-turned-business coach whose mantra is work smarter, not harder. In this unmissable episode, Michael drops some hard truths about business ownership that ultimate responsibility falls squarely on the owner's shoulders, and their challenges are often self-made. Second, he challenges us to reevaluate our planning strategies, arguing that a failure to plan is a direct route to business chaos. And third, Michael illuminates the power of a solid mission statement as a beacon during tough times and imparts the unconventional wisdom of slowing down to go fast for sustainable business growth. Business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, or even those simply curious about the process of building a business, buckle up for some no-nonsense raw insight from a man who's been in your shoes. Hey, Michael, thanks for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Yeah, nice to have you. I'm doing great too. I'm Thanks for asking. I don't get too many guests that are from Oklahoma, so I'm especially appreciative that you came on the show today. Absolutely.
0: Well, we used to be known as the flyover state, so that may be why. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny.
2: Hey, so I always love to start with, can you tell me a little bit about what you do for a living?
0: Yeah, that's a great question that I'm often asked, and I'd, I'd like to make it, you know, in the marketing world, we call it sexy, and I wish it was sexy, but I'm a small business coach. Like, no one's heard of that before, so everybody seems to be a coach these days, but I specifically focus on small business for coaching.
2: Yeah. How do you define small business? Like, what's your definition to what a small business coach would cover?
0: Yeah, this this is my opinion only because it depends if you look at the IRS description or anything like that. But for me, it kind of based on personal experience. So I say anything from startup to about 100 employees and from zero annual revenue up to about 25 to 50 million. The reason that's kind of a broader range is because there's a threshold there where most businesses scale and they end up getting like a board of advisor or group or they get venture capitalists, outside investors, things, you know. So that that margin right there just depends really on the price point of the business. But typically, anything up to 100 employees
2: is, is a small business. That's a pretty wide range. And you bring up the issue of like scaling, you know, maybe someone in a startup phase to someone that's $25 million, they're probably going to have totally different issues. Do you have a favorite? Like, is there anything in that range that resonates with you more, or is it just kind of all the same? Well, it's kind of
0: that's kind of a lopsided question because I love startups, but startups don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> and then the established businesses, they have money, but they have so many problems. You know, they're kind of set in their old ways, if you will.
2: Right, right. No, it's totally true. And let's talk about that. The companies that are more established, when you say they have problems, can you share some of the specific things in terms of problems that you typically see?
0: Yeah, it's typically brought on by the business owner. When a business owner reaches out to me and and kind of shares some of their struggles, I know that that's not the root of the problem. That's just kind of the symptoms. So we got a deep dive into there and a lot of times I tell the business owner, I have to be truthful with you because you either created this or you allowed it. One or the other. You're the business owner. So we have to discover which one it was. And so the typical first problem is there was no plan. There was no direction. There was no guidance. They just kind of got busy. So they hired somebody and then that person really wasn't doing their job. So they hired somebody else and somebody else, next thing you know, they have a team of five, 10, 50 people and chaos, disruption, uh, distractions, everything starts happening because nobody has a clear purpose of why they're in the business, what their role is in the business. So it's typically that kind of thing that just kind of compounds. And then that goes into marketing. Same thing. I see the same thing happen where somebody comes in, they sell this sexy package of we can 10x your business in 90 days. So they sign up for the 90 days, they don't get anything. And then somebody else comes along and they just keep investing list, uh, kind of based on the salesperson's Promises. And that compounds with about every area of business. And then, of course, they typically don't keep good financials. So it's kind of hard to diagnose the health of the business, if you will. Most business owners starting out, they start out with receipts in a shoebox, if they even keep them there. Sometimes they're on their desk, sometimes they're in a drawer. And then at the end of the year, the uh, accountant says, Hey, I need all your receipts. And they're basically just counting up all their expenses. And looking at how many deposits they made. And it just, again, it just compounds. And then there comes a point where they have so many liabilities and responsibilities to keep up with, we have to hire a real accountant. And then, of course, that takes time to establish. And so, so again, it's just kind of those early stage mistakes. And, and they're not really mistakes. It's just they're not educated. Most of us have never owned a business. I started my very first one back in the 90s. And I didn't know all these things either until I hired my first business coach. So it's not really they're doing anything intentional. It's just we don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. You know, speaking of that, you mentioned your businesses. I think you've owned multiple businesses. Can you kind of walk us through like what, what have been some of the businesses you've owned? The good, the bad, and the ugly, if you'd share. Absolutely. So I've owned a handful of businesses. Most of them have been
0: service type businesses or manufacturing I owned a marketing company. So I'm kind of well versed in the marketing uh, area, landscaping company, real estate, things of those natures. And I would say the biggest, probably the the I always say my greatest lessons learned are failures. And so from failures, but one of my perfect examples is when I owned one of the businesses, it was getting far beyond what I can control. I'd already hired a president that didn't work, a general manager that didn't work. So I thought, well, I got to have somebody that's vested in this company. So I sought out business partners, and so I was just kind—I'm of, just kind of the old handshake. You mentioned Oklahoma, here in Oklahoma, we're known for the old handshake, the good old boy, and we just went from there, and then it came back to bite me. And so I should have done my due diligence onto setting up a proper business partnership. It imploded. Uh, The business, it was already established that I had. And then, of course, it imploded years later, causing everybody to file bankruptcy, the business to file bankruptcy. But I took that failure. And as a business coach, I said, okay, what went wrong? Because there are business partnerships that do work. So I went out and I started polling, interviewing, surveying business partners. and, And I kind of discovered what kind of that secret formula was that the successful business partnership groups have. And the other ones don't. And what I found was the alignment of core values is really what it boils down to. And I have a whole course on that. If somebody's trying to determine or establish if they want a business partner, um, I always say don't do it, not because of the failure risk, but don't do it until you're confident that you know why you want a business partner. Because there are reasons why you would want one. But if you're just looking to get some help which most business owners want, uh, that's not a good reason. We got to have help in a specific reason, whether it be financial, you know, or bringing some things to the table. Uh, there's, there's various reasons that we have, but I'd say that's probably one of my greatest costly lessons that I learned. But, but again, I took that and now I teach that to other business owners and the business owners that have compiled a business partnership from these studies, they're still together and they're still happy.
2: Wow. What do you generally think about when someone does approach you? Let's say they're in a startup phase and they go, Hey, we're thinking about adding a, a partner. Do the research first. Do you steer them away from it? I mean, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. We actually have them go through kind of an assessment stage. So we, we have an assessment of you know, core values. And this is what I tell business owners that already have the business and looking to add a business partner. If you ask that other business partner to go through this cycle with you and they say no, or they're just not interested, red flag. Because if they're not going to you know, go along this journey with you and in, in making sure that we're going to be a good fit, imagine what's going to happen when you have to make a, a financial decision in the future, something that really matters. Uh, to me, that's kind of a red flag. And so we kind of go through this assessing our core values, make sure those are the same. And then, kind of like, uh, how much do you want to work in the business? How much do you want to work on the business? You know, those are two different things. There are some people in a former partnership that I had where one of the business partners, he didn't feel like he was earning his paycheck, even though everybody was working the same amount of hours 50 plus hours. A lot of people were, or business partners were working outside the business, working on the business, like being part of boards within the community be kind of be in the face of the business, attending evening events, representing the company. But this other business partner didn't feel like they were earning their keep unless they were actually in the shop, in the manufacturing, you know, getting their fingernails dirty and things like that. You know, it's just that perception of mine. So just kind of taking those 20 to 25 questions and kind of comparing them and aligning them and to make sure that we're all on the same page. What's your exit strategy? How long do you think You know, we're in the startup phase. When do you expect to be out of the startup phase? And and in other words, I'm going to pull my weight for the first three years. I will be here 50, 70, 80 hours, whatever it takes per week. But in three years, that's not my lifetime goal. So, you know, just kind of making sure that we're aligned.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are there certain qualities that you would say a business owner should have? Like, is there anything that stands out? that gives indication they're more than likely to be successful? Adaptable. Adaptable. Being adaptable. I would say that's probably the first
0: thing that comes to mind. Uh, we don't know what we don't know, what I kind of mentioned before. And I think with business owners, sometimes we leave a job thinking, I got this, I can do it better than they did. More th- So why do I need someone else telling me what to do? I'm going to do it my way. We've already done it someone else's way. I didn't like it. So, you know, if you've kind of want, got one side of the spectrum or the other, either I'm going to do it my way, not open to adaptability or the others that just
2: say, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd also probably say perseverance because I think sometimes, oh. I think sometimes, you know, oftentimes things don't go your way and it's really easy to kind of go, Hey, I'm just going to wrap up and move on. But sometimes that perseverance is where really some magic happens.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And so when we start with a, a fresh business owner, we, we kind of help them establish guiding principles, which kind of helps with that. Like, let's, let's define and clarify your purpose statement, which a lot of people have heard that. But in the background, I whisper to them and I say, this is really your passion statement. This is when you get into the office one day, you've lost an account, electric's not paid, and you're just really frustrated go back to your passion statement and say, this is why I started my business. I want to help these people for this reason. And a lot of times that helps kind of, re- yes,
2: I will get through the day. So those founding principles are the same as what you were, I think, just sharing. Is that correct? And are those the same? They overlap each other? Yeah,
0: the purpose, the mission, the vision, or chart, culture statement, all those good things.
2: Do you ever have someone come into you and go, okay, yeah, I'm ready to start a business. You kind of go through with that and... Maybe they find they this this is more than I had kind of anticipated all the time, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get they get frustrated all the time. Some of them persevere through it. Others they just you know business owners are wired very differently than an actual employee. I mean, we got to have both, but business owners were about results. And so sometimes we don't like to slow down for the details and I always say, okay, lesson number one, that we need to remind ourselves of is, it's better to go slow to go fast. So even though these things aren't fun to do, and it can really exhaust your mind to think about, I said, this is the most important part of your business right here, is establishing the direction, the North Star of where you want to go. Because when you start hiring employees, if you don't have a clear understanding of your business, no one else will either. And it's just a job to them now versus if you have a journey that other people can ride with you, uh, you will get much better staff and and you'll go further."
1: If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens, and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free no pressure consultation head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business not in your business schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com think life think success think business if you don't have a
0: clear understanding of your business no one else will either and it's just a job to them now versus if you have a journey that other people can Ride with you, uh, you will get much better staff and, you, and you'll go further.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, one time many years ago, this is probably my worst case scenario that had happened. A guy came in, and he was thinking about starting a distributorship where he was going to distribute a uh, bear, a uh, bear beer, sorry, from Mexico, <laughs> not bears, but beer, yeah. <laughs> the, the drink from Mexico. And, uh, you know, we started going through a business plan and he really didn't have any capital at all to be able to fund this distributorship that was going to require heavy equipment, machinery, trucks to transport it. So I was kind of going through all these things with him and he literally got mad at me. He, like at the end, he like said, you know, you're just, and he didn't use these words, but essentially like you're a Debbie Downer, you're ruining my whole vision here. And if, if this is how our working relationship is going to be, I don't even want to work with you. And I said, <laughs> I said, I understand it. You know, you know, this is the reality of it. Needless to say, we never unfortunately spoke again. <laughs> It's, it's sad sometimes because sometimes people will bring their plans and ideas to you and we definitely don't want to be Debbie downers but yeah. we do want to help them to be successful and help them to kind of see some type of plan going forward and I have had a few people in my career where they were just, you know, and and I understand it they're so emotionally caught up in their where they want to go. Yeah. They want to skip some steps and I think not saying you can't do it that way but it sure makes it a lot harder. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I've got a client in the wings right now where they're wanting to exit
0: one business to get into this other dream business that they've kind of had as a side hustle uh, for the last two or three years. And the first business is on the decline, we'll say that. And I'm doing everything I can, like, until you get this thing where you can either make money, sell it, or something. And he keeps, okay, so if I do that, and then we get on this new business, and I'm like, you can't keep like, you got to take care of this one baby first, because you're not gonna have anything to pay bills. This other business is not generating revenue. So yes, I agree with you. Most business owners, were always
2: thinking ahead, uh, and we need to slow down to go fast. Yeah, that's another real hard conversation is the, I want to exit b- my business, but the business may not have valuation, or it's yep. just not in a spot where you're even going to get fair value because of the condition it's in. That's always another tough conversation. Yes, yes, it is <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Hey, another question I have for you in regards to uh, common mistakes that you see business owners make, particularly in the early stage of their venture. What what comes out to you? I know you kind of touched on maybe not assembling a team very well. Anything else stand out as far as uh, mistakes you see we make? Yeah, yeah.
0: I've I've done all these too. So I'm I'm preaching from experience from my past as well. Not having a plan. Yeah, okay. I would say that's probably one of the top problems that I see with most business owners if they don't have a plan. And, and in my opinion, nothing intentional happens without a plan. So, until we have that plan of what we need to be working on, we're just busy as business owners. And so, I see that kind of being one of the top problems. And then making a plan, following the plan, taking action. You know, so it's like we have a plan. I know business owners. I've worked with some of them before where we made a very detailed, like, these are the only things you have to do every day. Now, there's going to be other things that creep up, you know, fires to put out in your business, things like that. But if you just do these things, your end goal or quarter, whatever it is that we're working on, those things will happen. Just follow the systems. And you know, three weeks later, they haven't done one of those things, even though it pops up with reminders on their computer. <laughs>
2: right. That's funny. What about the common one is work-life balance? Everybody, you know, we want to run our own business, but we want to have some life balance to that. Any words of wisdom on how we do that? I wish I had those, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I have some opinions. I like to look at, I don't know as a business owner that we really can have work-life balance. I like to call it work-life
2: integration.
0: Because I really think that a business owner is like a medical doctor that's on call. I think there has to be times where we do have to work at seven at night because we got this whatever it is. We're the only one that can do it. So, we might miss a little family time. But earlier in that day, I was able to go to his basketball game or play at school at two o'clock. So, we're kind of balancing that time through integration of you know, your family understanding what you do
2: for a living. Right. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. So, hey, Michael, uh, just to wrap up here, I always love to end with uh, this question. And it's a question around if there's something along your journey that you've experienced, whether it be a business tip or a life tip that you've you've experienced that you could share with us. Is there anything off the top of your head that you can share? Absolutely. So I have a
0: daily mantra that I wake up with every morning, still pitch black outside. Kids are still in bed. Dog's not up. And that is every day's an exciting journey with problems to be solved and memories to be made. And keeping that mindset throughout the day really helps. Yeah, I love that. That's nice and clean.
2: Although I debate the dog should be getting up with you. I have three <laughs> dogs, and the minute I move, they're all awake following me around. So we may need to talk with that dog. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, usually by the time. It's that time in the morning. I've already exited the bedroom because the dog has kept me awake and I'm on the couch by then. So the dog's still
2: asleep in my bedroom. (laughs) I've been there, done that. Okay, hey, so I'll put this in the the show notes at thinktyler.com. Your website is businessownershipsimplified.com. Businessownershipsimplified.com. Once again, on the thinktyler.com show notes. Is there anywhere else you'd like people to go if they wanted to reach out to you or contact you? Absolutely. So I do have
0: another website that is for one-on-one business coaching. Okay. And that's michaeldmorrison.com. And that's just for the personal coach. And then also LinkedIn. I'm very active, influential there on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with with them. We give daily tips and, and I actually interact
2: myself. Okay, cool. Thanks, Michael. That's great. I really appreciated you being a guest on the show. Thanks for sharing your wisdom.
0: Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today.
1: Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electricast Records. And always remember, be love. Share love, all love. Available
2: now wherever you
0: listen to music.